and welcome. I'm Stephen. I am Nick. And this is What's Going On, a political talk radio show and current events, per se. I mean, yeah, I, I guess if it was current events, we should be talking about Game of Thrones, but we're not gonna. Current events. Because we're... What's a current event? Um, current event. Is there any new, like... I'm gonna ce- Google current event and see what that means. Is there any new, like, celebrity couple we should know about? That's um, what I think. Let I me see current if current events. event tells me. Well, let me go current event definition. I I guess not really. Important polit- events that are happening in the world. Did you hear that there was a um, terrorist in L.A. who had like a bomb plot that got caught by the FBI? Yeah, it was like a undercover guy. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. It was some like like sting operation where they actually sold him the um, the items to make a bomb. And I think they waited until he placed a bomb at some rally in in Long Beach, uh, and um, and then then arrested him, <laughs> like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the like bomb maker was like an undercover guy, or they they like saw this guy posting extremist stuff online. And they reached out to him on, and like, hey, you do you want to do an attack or something like that on Eight Chan? Yeah. So, um, what is the big news? Uh, probably Biden announcing this week is probably the big news politically. Did we right? not get that last week? No, no, no. It was on Thursday he announced. Mm-hmm. Did you watch his video? Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was an... Okay, I thought it was an interesting strategy to talk about Trump and not... Only. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Trump and not really like himself. I think he has to be careful not to get caught as like solely running on a third Obama term, which he's probably going to want to do. But, like, he has to have a balance of having his own kind of brand. And, but at the same time, if he if he talks about Trump, he kind of frames himself as, like, the guy, and he puts that in people's mind as the guy to go up against Like Trump. he's already running the general election against him. Right, and, and he doesn't have to do this whole, like, introducing himself to voters that, like, Kamala Harris does. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... Him taking advantage of that maybe and just kind of getting to the point. Yeah, yeah, just getting to it. But yeah. but but to, to be totally honest, like I don't really know where he stands on most policies, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't think many people do. I mean, yeah, they might associate him with Obama, and just um think about you know he's on Obama's side with those policies. But but do you really know? Well, he um, laid out a lot Monday. He did right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He did, but there are more abstract ideas. You know, like like this is what I want. But as far as um. Well, anyway, fifteen dollar minimum wage, which is good. Tuition free college. The mm-hmm. ab you talked about. Yeah, well, the tuition free college thing is always devils in the details, kind of thing. But 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 yeah, that is a policy thing. That's good. That's something that he, that that Klobuchar won't say. He he talked about. Let me actually let me let me double check that. Biden tuition. Or it might have been community college. It, it was community college. So what was he talking about for college? Um, I I remember him saying, yeah, back you know back when I went to you know when I was. Oh, he said lowering college tuition, which is yeah. But it it says in twenty fifteen he was opting. He wanted four years of public free college. So I I don't know. Yeah, it's. What are some other big policy? I mean, obviously, I. It always um makes me second guess a little bit. When when I hear candidates saying abstract ideas like we want more jobs and better this and that, um, without actually having like a plan in mind, um, as far as like specific plans, like the fifteen dollar minimum wage is a good example. Uh, what are some other like specific 
things that's not abstract that he likes or, or that he's um advocating for. I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out as we go mm-hmm. along. Yeah. But it is still early. I, I don't think people care that much about policy, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I think people care about like themes and how a candidate makes them feel. Pundits are saying that, that that's the reason for Elizabeth Warren's rise is her just kind of slutty, steady crawl up in, in policy ideas. Mm-hmm. And I agree that there's like a lot more substance to Elizabeth Warren than people have been giving credit for. But I just think it's hard to win a nomination just on policy ideas. I, I think I think voters really, really care about like an overall message. Mm-hmm. Trump had it, Obama had it, Clinton had it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how focused they all were on these real In, big policy proposals. They were, but that that's not what they really spent their time on communicating to voters. And Biden's overall message is um, union, Rust Belt, working class, something it seems with like them. I, it, it I seems appreciate like, you. He, it seems like he's going for like a... He is kind of tackling the economic inequality which is interesting strategy because it is a good economy so mm-hmm. it's a little harder and more nuanced of a message i'd say i'd, I'd say I think it's it's kind of easy when you're saying like yeah the job numbers are good and this and that but you know you don't feel it do you mm-hmm. which is which is what which he is said what about he the tax saying, cuts yeah. yeah i think he's going to be running a lot on a restoration to normalcy mm-hmm. a little bit um I think foreign policy concerns him a bit more than a lot of other candidates. It usually doesn't play that as that important to voters, especially now since we're just having like a very relatively normal time in world a affairs. Lull. I I have a question for you. Hmm. So let's say let's say in some weird hypothetical circumstance that all 20 Democrats right now who are running are running against Trump in a big jungle primary. Of the people that voted for Trump in 2016, who do you think would capture the most crossover voters who um, might be bummed with some aspect of this last four years? Well, there's probably two types of crossover voters. Mm-hmm. There's probably the former Democrats that were like very white, work, you know, white working class, union, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in the Rust Belt states. And they went to Trump because they liked his populist message over Clinton's. Right. And I'd say Biden and Bernie would probably win those voters back more. Mm-hmm. Maybe Elizabeth Warren too. At okay. least in Massachusetts, she did better with white working class voters than sure. Um, but then I think there's also like the reluctant Trump voter that was like, he's better than Hillary, but I really don't like him in the direction the Republican party's going. A lot of those are in the suburbs. So, so are, are they traditional Republicans? Yeah. Traditional Republicans that, might have casted their first Democratic ballot in the 2018 midterms. Okay. And and I think a voter like, you know, Beto or Buttigieg or maybe Kamala Harris, depending on how she presents herself. Might would, be be better for those voters. And that and that kind of makes sense. I to to me it almost seems like um that second category of voter is more willing to stay home and not vote versus well, the first one. I'd agree with you, but I think also that like just people that make more money and that are whiter, which are that second group that we talked about, tend to vote more. Just in general. Yeah. Well, well, but I, you could also. I would argue- say the first group is primarily. 
I mean, you're talking about white working class in that first group. Um, but the make more money thing does. Yeah, I can see that. I, but I think you could also make the argument that in the, in the electoral college, at least the white working class voters are a lot more important in a weird way. Not, not, yeah. Yeah. Like more represented mm-hmm. in the white working class than. Yeah. Or yeah. It, like, like Michigan, Pennsylvania, um, Wisconsin has a lot more white working class voters mm-hmm. than suburban voters that are on the margins. If that yeah. makes sense. Those are the important States you need to win the presidency. That does make sense because I, there there is going to be a big, um, I guess, clash for you know who is going to capture the union voters between Bernie and Biden, um, because Biden just got the endorsement of the International Firefighters Union, right? Um, which is a big deal, huge, huge union. Um, I know Bernie just got international. It. That's what it's called, really. Yeah, yeah the International Firefighters Union. <laughs> um, but but Bernie just got endorsed by, I I forget which specific union it is, but it's the one. Um, not as big, but maybe more politically relevant of the union who represents, um, carrier. If you remember that big thing about Trump going to carrier saying that we're going to, um, save all your jobs and everything. And then, um, that happened and, and then it didn't happen. And then the union leader called out Trump and then Trump started attacking him on Twitter. Yeah. And I was about to say Trump wants unions too. Yeah, that's but, true. And that, I think that's something he really prides himself on is, yeah. you know, prying those voters away from the democratic party. Yeah, and and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the unions, if if it's not one of those top three, I think that that they might go to to um, Trump if Biden, Bernie, or Warren don't win the nomination. Yeah, yeah, I think to try and cut into that advantage that um, you know Trump had, I agree. Mm-hmm. I love when you have like relatively small groups of people. Just being like it, it's it's kind of like the whole electoral college and the idea of swing states when you have like relatively like meaningless states just become so important for some reason. Yeah. Um. And in white working class is definitely like that with um the election, just like Iowa is with the primaries. Yeah. You know, just so important, just arbitrarily huge deal. Yeah. I think another thing that's kind of interesting to think about is if you look, I forget which poll it was, but it said, so Biden got a decent size um, bump in the polling after he declared, um, which is similar to all the other candidates, but I think his might've been a little more and it pushed him from like the high twenties to like the mid to high thirties. That's where I wonder why that is because everybody knew he was going to run e- even well, before he declared. Maybe not everybody. And maybe, you know, his just new names in the news more and you think, Oh yeah, you know, I know Biden. Mm-hmm. So that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I saw him on the news the other day. Yeah. Biden. <laughs> And and then um, but on like the cross tabs, it said that fifty percent of African Americans are supporting him, or it's like forty percent, some some really high number. Well, that's huge. So I was kind of thinking today that I think the person he should be most afraid of is probably Elizabeth Warren. No, Kamala Harris. I don't know why I said Elizabeth Warren. Um, because she's really making a play for that black voter base, and she can probably cut into his that chunk of his base of support the easiest yeah yeah with with those voters um it, was she second on the list yeah i think so so what did it go her bernie and then everyone else oh oh are you talking about with black voters yeah yeah i'm not sure i don't remember quite well mhm but i think it's really 
something like that you should watch out for that people aren't talking about yet. Yeah, you're you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's something he's got to be really careful with. Um, and I think that's like Kamala Harris's path. Absolutely, is just keep playing for the the black vote. Well, and and it seems like because I'm I'm assuming that that's happening because he's associated with Obama so much. Um, that that people and, make that good association and just with the him. Democratic establishment in general. So like a lot of the political leaders he, in the South, he's pretty allied with. Mm-hmm. But now, so, so so there's a large a large population. I would say the majority of the country um, would, or the majority of the you know you know people who vote um, at least in 2016 would consider themselves anti-establishment. I would think you, you know between Bernie's voters and Trump's voters. It was like an ab- anti-establishment year. Yeah, 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 it was. And and I guess what I'm thinking is, did those people, did a lot of those people change their mind and are they willing to go back to establishment or, or are they still looking for another type of anti-establishment? I think the anti-establishment mood is definitely like settled down a lot. You think so? Well, I, th- I just think the blow up the system candidates just aren't polling They've never that well. Yeah. I, I at, remember, least, at least compared to 2016. I watched a thing on it. Um, just talking about how how they're, you know we've had a lot of presidents actually who've been anti-establishment and they've never really done that well as far as like being president. Well, there's different ways you can define yourself as anti-establishment because you can define yourself as like an outsider, which a lot of people honestly try and do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's like, well, I'm from I'm the governor of a state. We run things differently than we do in Washington. Or anti-establishment is like the whole system is broken. We need to really change things and mm-hmm. have somebody that will really come in and change things up. Who's who's the most establishment? A president that we've had? No, 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 or just person right now. Probably Biden. No, no, I, I just mean anybody in the Senate and Congress, just anybody. I don't know. I would say Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Or Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> well, Richard Blumenthal just looks... I don't know how Blumenthal does this. I really don't know. But he's on like CNN or MSNBC every single night. Like he must live really close to the station or something. <laughs> he's on there every night. Like he, in the station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like on the set. Like, not even just like, like on satellite. But, but it's really funny because I saw him. He was on the air in the station one hour after the bar hearing ended. So today, so he was at the hearing. He must have like ran, took the train down to CNN. Ran. (laughs) He was there so quick. I'm like, how did he get there that quick? Very sweaty. I, I, I actually feel like he might be the unofficial like media correspondence for the Democratic Senate because he's just he's just the guy who's always there. Mm -hmm. Um. Or he just takes it upon himself to be that. Right. I've, same, I've, same with Maisie Hirono. <laughs> she's on cable news a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's more satellite, but I, I don't know. Hawaii. It, it's it's really funny because she's she's probably one of the most partisan centers I can think of. It's just like whenever she they comes from the most liberal state. Yeah, yeah. It's just whenever they ask any kind of question, like, "Do you think it was appropriate for Trump to?" You know, you already know. Of course, it wasn't. <laughs> The, the the way she's gonna answer it. Yeah, I know. It's just it's like reps. Yeah, she know? she, I mean she she was pretty partisan in the hearing today, which we'll go over later. Um, but she she actually did have a good line of questioning. That's a little foreshadowing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think even though I might not have thought Biden's launch was like super strong, I think the polling is like probably the thing that you should like guide yourself the most. You know. Um, no. Well, I, no, 
I was just going to say fake polls and then move on. Oh. So, but then I talked myself out of it and then you questioned me on it. So I had to come clean. <laughs> come clean. <laughs> um, I think the Warren surge is like continuing to happen. I guess yeah, she's on the slow and steady yeah. train right now. Yeah. Bernie's been kind of losing some support too. We were talking about before the show started, whether or not that has to do with Biden's support increasing or Warren's support increasing. Um, probably a little bit more Warren, but it could be both. Honestly, I think, um, I mean, I just looking at the actual graph, you know, I don't know how indicative this is of, you know, where the country is, but it shows pretty much Biden spiking as Bernie drops at the exact same time by about the exact same uh, margin. Mm -hmm. So, well, where do you think Bernie has room to grow? Um, I, I, let's say it really gets whittled down to like two. I think it's young people who, um, who aren't inclined to vote normally. I, I think that's, that's really the big thing. Um, and people be, be, because there's, there's a large percentage of the population, even though that was his strongest support back in 2016, this is four years later when you have a whole new generation of young people kind of getting into politics right now who may not have been into it when they were in high school um, or, or in college. So I, th- I think that that's a big one to, to look out for people like, um, like, like your roommates or, or like people who may not have voted in 2016 or really may not be inclined to vote, but think it's important this year to do it. Would those people who are more ambivalent <clears throat> four years ago be more willing to vote for Bernie versus the other candidates? Um, I, I'm just saying that because Bernie does have huge support amongst young people. So, so, so of, of, of those kind of people, I think that's, that's really where a lot of his message should be. Well, well, and, and, um, African-American support too. I mean, he, he could definitely grow in that area, although he's not as unique in that area as other candidates are. I was talking more about when other can when the race whittles down a little bit. Like, like what, like, what like, other candidates could he get votes from? Yeah. Cause, cause that's where I worry. If I, if I'm a Bernie supporter, I think that like, unless you're talking about Elizabeth Warren, the other, the support is going to go toward like the more establishment mainstream candidate versus Bernie. So like, let's say Beto drops out or let's say Kamala Harris drops out. Right. I feel like most of, those people's supporters wouldn't go to Bernie. I, I, I don't know because Beto, Beto is kind of a weird example because he pretends to be a progressive while really being a moderate. Um, so, so people who know him really well know that, that he's more of just a moderate guy with kind of an inspiring message. Um, as far as his voting record goes. Oh, it depends how you. It's so it's so tough to say. Yeah, no, like, I, immigration stuff is like very, very, very extreme. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's forget but, about immigration. So, immigration. so when you're saying, let's just define like the 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 terms for the discussion. Is sure. When you say moderate, are you talking about social, economic, or cultural? I'm I'm talking here. Let's just say when I talk about progressive, I talk about raising taxes to establish more government programs. Okay, that's that's what I think. So of. why don't we say economically progressive? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we can all agree that all the Democratic candidates are pretty much the same socially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like no difference there I can think of. I guess there's how much they focus their message. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just how much it really means to them. 
But as far as like what that would look like in the formal policy, it's all going to be the same. Right. It seems. So, so let's keep it economical because that's where the most difference is going to be drawn. Um, so in, in Beto in that sense is pretty moderate when it comes to that. He was one of the more moderate members of Congress for, you know, in the Democrats and, um, and he's from Texas and yada, yada. But, but then you, you have Kamala. Does he support free college tuition? He, nobody really knows. Okay. He's, he's kind of been very ambivalent on his. He probably doesn't know his, his lane yet and he's yeah. trying to feel it out. And yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of the same thing with, with Kamala is that she's just being very evasive when it comes to, you know, what, what are her true beliefs and what he, what she actually supports. What's well, still early. If you look back. And see, like, what did Bernie Sanders support back in, or, 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 you know, a lot of different views on stuff he wasn't as well-versed in, like foreign policy, this early on. That's um, true. He wasn't able to articulate it as much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, um, if it's the same kind of case in October, mm-hmm. or after some of the debates, that would be, like, a lot more of a problem. That's been his big focus these past few years, is foreign policy. I remember somebody asked him at a recent town hall, um, is what's something that you think that you got wrong? In the past, and um, and and his answer was, you know, I just didn't know as much about foreign policy as I should have in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I, I I'd expect to see him focus on it more, even though it's just not as important. Maybe a news event will come up and it'll be more important. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know, you know, I'm I'm also thinking too, just just on this is is another factor that we haven't really talked about is is genuine, um, people who are actually genuine. So and and I think that is there any objective way to rate that? No, just feeling. I I mean I guess the the objective way is do you support now what you supported in the past? Um, that's that's like like the best thing I that I could think of. What about what about just favorabilities? But now, uh, I mean favorability. Yeah, I don't. No, know. It's still not perfect. Yeah. I guess you just have to go like anecdotal with genuine. Yeah, because I mean I think it's safe to say that. That Bernie is seen as pretty genuine. I think it's safe to say that Elizabeth Warren is seen as genuine. Where somebody like I don't know. I you think people, you don't think so. I think like people can think of her as non-genuine and like I don't know what they. I, I think it like comes from like a sexist like view of her. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it might. But I, 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 like, think, I think I think if you ask somebody that didn't like Elizabeth Warren. That liked Bernie. Mm-hmm. If you ask that person, do you think Elizabeth Warren's genuine? They probably say no. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I I know that a lot of um, it it helps if if somebody says that they support a position that's unpopular and they know it's unpopular and they say that they support it. That that to me seems genuine. Um. So that's one factor to look at. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's not like. Like they're just like you know supporting whatever the polling data says that that they should support. Right. Um. So, so that's one good way to look at it. And and I actually think people, it it, Joe Biden seems like a very genuine guy, and a lot of the stuff that he talks about um comes off as very genuine. I I wonder if his record is going to hurt him when it comes to the debates. Being able to contrast, well, you know, if you said that you support, um, these union workers, then why did you also support TPP? So, so, so I think that 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 might be hard for him to, um, I guess, kind of correlate, especially with all of his gaps and everything. Right. Um, right. 
anyway, I've yeah, been, well, I, I've been talking for about two minutes straight. That's all right. I think that genuineness is just one of those gut things that people see a candidate talk for maybe 10 seconds. They think, oh, I like them or oh, I don't like them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to be seen as not genuine and be a successful candidate, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's only a few I mean, big Trump, name politicians. Trump's super genuine. Right. Honestly, he is. And there's, I know it's a tough thing to talk about because there really is no actual objective way to talk about it so you can kind of fall into your like your opinion mm-hmm. a lot of the times. But like, I, I th- I'd say like the only two candidates that I can think of. Okay, Hillary Clinton wasn't seen as genuine. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nixon was. Mm-hmm. It's it's also like maybe like H W Bush, or or W Bush. No, I think people saw W as uh. Oh yeah, yeah, he was genuine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also the the you know when you're not super calculated. Yeah, is another way. So it's not like when you do um, I remember when I think of that, I think of Martin O'Malley, a lot. Like, you have um. He gets up, you know, out of his chair right at the right moment during the debate and rolls his sleeves up and oh, starts talking about he, workers. Yeah, and, he was losing real bad. <laughs> and he was at like 1% in the Iowa caucuses. Uh-huh. And then he had a town hall right before that and he and he rolled up his sleeves and <laughs> took off his coat, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, it just seems too calculated. Like, sorry, Martin. Yeah, or, or saying things that are pandery or yeah, stuff like, like that. Like the hot sauce in my purse. Yeah, yeah, like the Hillary Clinton telling a black radio show that she keeps hot sauce in her purse at all times. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, they should have asked her, like, okay, where's the hot sauce? <laughs> I want to know yeah. where the hot sauce is at. Um, okay, I have a question. So looking forward to the debates, who do you suspect will, like, kind of flounder or, like, do better during the debates? I think, um, well, well, no, no, I actually, just to touch on that, I, I heard of something, I heard something interesting today on the format of the debates. Is that there's the standard I think is like you had to have like sixty thousand individual donations and a certain amount of money, and I heard that eighteen candidates already met that. Yeah, that. I, I think candidates are asking for like one dollar donations yeah. specifically so they can make the debate. That, that that's what um what his name um Swalwell was asking for. Yeah, he was saying you know instead of what are those a, guys doing, oh, man? Yeah, yeah, Come I on. know it's Swalwell. An, it's embarrassing. It's, it's it's a waste of money. It it really is. They like they're just anyway. Um, so, so 18 people have already qualified for the debates and they're going to do it randomly. It's not going to be like an A team and a B team. It's going to be like a pick yeah. straws out of a hat. And I like, think that's fair. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's totally fair, but it'll be interesting because you'll see like, even though like, I'd love to see the B team debate. Oh, I'd love it. I mean, you'll be, oh seeing, my God, you'll be seeing like Biden debating like Andrew Yang, <laughs> you know, like, like, like it's gonna be really funny. Yeah. Who would be in the, okay. So who would be in the A team right now? Let's well, say it's 10 and 10. No, I'd say six, six, six. I don't think people would want to watch three different debates. I think they try and keep it at two. But tens, ten, that's a lot of people yeah. to go through. I, I mean, okay, let's... I want it to be 666, so that's what it's going to be in our hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll do we'll do a 10 and a 6. Okay. So top six... A 10 and all the rest. Yeah. So top six is going to be Biden, Bernie, Kamala... Um, Beto, Warren. Beto, Warren. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. And then leaving out. Then after that, next would probably be Booker, Gillibrand, Gillibrand. Jeez. Oh, uh, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. And Julian Castro. I don't want to say Castro. That has to be somebody else. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, <I didn't. laughs> Julian's next, Stephen. I'm telling you. 
everybody knows the house and urban whatever secretary. <laughs> yeah. Is, 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 he even, is he even elected to anything right now? Or is he, I don't is, think so. Is, he is at home. Yeah. On his couch. Um, who, who, we, we have to be leaving out someone. <coughs> a senator? Yang's pulling ahead of Castro. <laughs> oh, geez. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, then after that's Gabbard, Inslee. Oh, yeah, Gabbard. Hickenlooper. Gillibrand. <laughs> she's doing bad, isn't she? Yeah, she's right under Hickenlooper at point oh, four. She's probably had the least successful campaign for how much potential that person had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, she's like a... She's like a decent... She's like a senator. Senator. A senator from one of the biggest states in the country. Yeah. Although she was like, who's like a pretty like competent politician. I mean, she, I mean, really what's different between her and Kamala? Yeah. I think she runs into a problem of like, other than Kamala's a minority. Like, what is she, you know? Yeah. Um, because she should be right. I feel like they're like the same candidate essentially. Or they fill the same messaging. Yeah. Maybe except for, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Who do you think would bear to succeed during the debates? Um, well, anybody who's, who's relatively unknown and and what, what we'd really have to see is if we see a, a debate, let's say it's six and six. If you have three more progressive versus three more moderate candidates, then, then that would be a really interesting contrast versus if you had only like the more, more, more left candidates on one stage and then the more moderate ones on the other one because you you want to be able to like to, to contrast yourself against the other ones so i'm just saying like i guess i'll rephrase the question as like who is a good debater and that or just who once we see the debates who do you think is going to surge a little bit in the polling who do you think is going to go down in the polling? I, i've always thought elizabeth warren's going to do better in the debates yeah i probably agree with that yeah i'd be because nobody can really ask her how are you going to pay for that and that, and that's a really big anti-progressive talking point, um, and and she actually has legislation written on how she's going to pay for everything. Really, well, a lot of her policies are taxes. It's not even the benefits of those taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? Her policies, like you know, we're going to tax these people and then pay for, and then you know buy some cool stuff later on <laughs> with that money. <laughs> buy some cool I'm, stuff. I, I mean, I know her wealth tax is going to pay for childcare. I think that's one of the big ones in it. Um. And something in college or something. Right. Something you know, stupid. <laughs> um, who else? Maybe Buttigieg. I think, I think people with really no, with really low name recognition probably have the most to gain. Yeah. So like Buttigieg, well, probably still Beto. Although to be honest, like maybe this is the unpopular opinion, but like, why is Buttigieg here? You know, he, he just doesn't seem like, like, like it's just very, it's like okay, like we get it. Like you're a mayor of some like tiny town in the Midwest, um, like like what are you, like what do you have to offer? I guess. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're 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 super young and inexperienced. Um, I I think he does a good job of preempting the inexperienced with like showing off how intellectual he is all the time, because automatically a person thinks. Well, God, he's smarter than Trump, and then that's it. <laughs> you, you know, um, you know, what he reminds me of a little bit is um Justin Trudeau. Just kind of younger, more like good looking kind of. It's like, what do you, okay. Nowadays, everything's so partisan that if you're in a red state and you're like a talented politician for mm-hmm. the Democrats, there's no real upward mobility. Like he can't win a Senate seat or a governor's seat for probably years. Yeah. 
So what what yeah, does he do? True. Move or <laughs> well, I then, mean do Hillary Clinton. Well then did you're a carp- then you're a carpet bagger. Yeah, like Clinton. Arkansas to New York. Yeah, I guess I guess not everybody can do that though. No, I know, I know. And even though I agree it's like bizarre that the mayor of South Bend is running. <laughs> and doing better than like senators. And doing better than Senator Kirsten Gillibrand from, Cory Booker. from New York, from the great state of New York. <laughs> Cory Booker from New Jersey. Not only is he doing better, he's doing... He's doing better than... than, than um, 18 Klobuchar times too. better. Klobuchar too, right? Yeah. I mean, all those put together, do they add up to his lead? So, if you add it up... No. <laughs> no. That's great. He, he's beating out three senators put together, and he's just right. some, some mayor from some small town. I mean, what what's drawing people to him? Just something new and different? Well, I think he's, I think he's like, good. He's, I mean, I, he, I, I like listening to him talk, and he, he's, like, he, he's an intelligent guy, and he has like a, a good kind of heartwarming, like makes your, makes your heart warm message. But I don't know. Like, I just want to say, like, you, you know, come on, let the... Let the big boys play. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he's just a talented politician. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I, I'd be worried too. If he was, if he was a, uh, okay, how about this? What if he was like the governor of a big state or senator or something like that? How big of a rival do you think he'd be? How, how, how threatening do you think he'd be? I, I actually think that that might take away some of the, the allure of him. Like, it's like kind of like, interesting that he's a, like a small town mayor and doing so well i don't think so just because i probably give him more credit for like earning that kind of naturally like i don't think people just say "Ooh, small town mayor yeah i like him because he's a small town mayor well but but i mean all the governors are doing terrible right now I mean, all the governors are like nobody's <laughs> no no insley's a somebody oh insley have you seen insley's logo recently have you oh it's horrible pull it's it up. absolutely the worst logo okay talk while i pull it up can um no, go talk. Wait, wait. Dude. Is, is Inslee, is he Colorado or is that Hickenlooper? Hickenlooper's Colorado. Inslee's, Inslee's Washington. the Washington guy. I, I don't even know what he looks like. I I bet you I can guess what he looks like. Older, grayish hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, white. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ooh, the, oh, all the logos are up. Wait, wait, who's Gravel? Oh, look. oh, oh, yeah, because he's a climate change guy. Yeah, but it looks horrible. Yeah, that's bad. It's yeah. absolutely just. Who's Wayne? Oh, Wayne, he's a mayor of Florida. Is he running? Of a city in Florida. <laughs> he's running for president? Yeah. Seth I mean, Moulton? I, I've heard of him, actually. Yeah, there's just no... Yeah. I'm Here's sorry. The, like, the Seth Moultons and Eric Swalwells, it's it's just like... I'm glad that Bernie kept the same same logo. He, <clears> he he might change it later on, but I've I've always really liked that logo. I think you should just stay consistent with the theme of the logo. Like, different iteration of the same yeah, logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he should change it a little bit, but I've always really liked it. So you want to go through logos, see which ones you like the best? Have yeah. we done that yet? Nope. All right. We have Annette here in the studio, and Annette we're just asking just her in. if she'd like to join us in this fun little exercise. Here, here. How about I'll put it up on my computer so we can all look at it. Annette, you want to test out your mic, see if it works? Hello. It works. That's the old testeroo right there. Hi, it's good to be here. How was your week, Annette? How while well, Nicholas pulls this up? Um, fantastic. Look up the Democratic How primary has yours in been, Nicholas? It's been very good. It's been busy, but hey, you know what? You gotta. Can I can I go on a little rant while you're looking this up? Sure. The Democrats aren't recruiting people to the Senate well enough. They're all just running for president, and it's a really <laughs> big problem. 
Because the Democrats need to win the Senate to literally do anything practically. But, yeah. Let's start from the bottom. Start it from the bottom? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean okay. Hickenlooper, he should run. He should have run for Go Senate on. in Colorado. Stacey Abrams, she should have run for Senate in Georgia. Steve Bullock, governor of Montana, well, well, wants to run for president. Abrams he still can. Abrams still can. Well, she said she won't the other day. Why? I think she wants to be governor or she wants to run for president. And that's cool. But, well, it's just like... That's cool. Okay, well, and then you have Steve Bullock, who's the incumbent two-term governor of Montana, who wants to run for president instead of run for go- for Senate. Well, that's crazy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I... I could go on. <laughs> All right. So let's and Beto. Beto should have ran again in Texas. Or even Julian, Julian Castro should have ran again in Texas. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay. So, so we have Andrew Yang. Terrible logo. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Really bad. The blue is really, yes. really weird. I don't like the blue. The blue is too... It, it pops too much. It's just too dark. It reminds me of like a... Like a a Microsoft and, presentation in the year 2000. And it's, <laughs> it's fine to have differentiating opinions. Do we have any differentiating opinions? I didn't feel that strongly about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> and anybody who likes it, it's disgusting. It really pisses me off. <laughs> okay, Marianne 2020. What do you think her biggest thing is? <laughs> the, yeah, it's obviously trying to appeal to women. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say I like yeah. pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pink and kind of purple. Yeah, not not, not good. Um, um, the 2020 is bizarre how it's stacked on the right. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Really like Elizabeth Warren's logo. I like her. It's kind of calling back to like the 1800s, like mm-hmm. unions, you know? And what's interesting about it to me is it's very large and bold. Mm-hmm. And, and it's different from a lot of the others. Yeah, and I think it, I think it's trying to make her seem strong. Right. You know, because yeah, yeah it's, it's tall, no it's colors. bold. No colors. Yep. No messing around. Just I think, I actually think Eric Swalwell has a pretty good logo. It's very like militaristic. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's. It, he has the perfect name for it. Yeah, it's the right length. <laughs> um, Bernie, you know the iconic logo. Yeah, I'd, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Kind of. Yeah, I've I've always liked the font, and that's a great great shade of blue too. I think. Yeah, it's like very friendly. Yep. I actually like Tim Ryan's. Yeah, I I don't mind Timmy's. <laughs> it looks like he made it himself. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just it just kind of does the job. And it's easy to read. And it's pretty recognizable. It's like a nice little. Oh, Beto's is similar to orange. Yeah, Beto. I think is he did a good job not changing his logo mm-hmm. too much. Not he, a big... he used to say Beto for Texas. Now it says Beto for America. It it kind of looks like I'm not a, the biggest fan of that font. It kind of looks a little bit old westy to me. I think which, that's the point. It's like the which Texas, make, which callback. makes sense for Texas, but for a national campaign, maybe change the Beto a little bit. I think it's um, tough once you have such a successful logo to just change it. Well, I don't know what his what would his logo look like. Here, I'll I'll show you Beto for Texas logo, and then yeah, Beto for Senate. That's what it was, and it, you know okay. it kind of looks like the license plate a little bit. Yeah, yeah, which makes um, sense for Texas. Yeah, I don't know. You you can you can't hate on the Beto logo. You can. I, I it would be justified. You could make the argument. You mm-hmm. can. Um, Seth. Seth. Mo- I hate Seths. Really bad. Too much terrible yeah. yeah i i don't like how his 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 first name is is initial caps and the bottom one is all caps oh, oh yeah. i also i also don't like that his name seth is like the biggest thing you see just yeah. because that's not a great name per se it's it's <laughs> not very yeah, yeah it's not like i'm voting for seth and and the star isn't very good either i don't like the compass pointer i know it's supposed to be like moving forward i'm guessing yeah i just don't like it <laughs> yeah agreed um, wayne messam looks kind of like not a big fan of the gradient. B tier, no. yeah. Yeah. Just for America, like cool. 
Amy's. I don't know why. She I don't like the green. Yeah, yeah, of Amy. It'd be good apart from the color. Yeah, but but the the font does look a little bit more formal, like a little bit more feminine. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which like isn't a, a bad pro- thing, like but in a professional yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, in a professional way, and I think that's an interesting message. Inslee's the best. Yeah, Inslee, of course, has the best logo. It looks like a. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Like, like a 1978 corporate logo. I hope, our audiences are are fo- I hope our audience is following along because it's just a meaningless segment. Well, that's, the, that's the thing. If you have a podcast, you know, you can do everyone. Yeah, I recommend everybody pull it up on the Democratic primary. Yeah, everyone 2020. I actually like Hickenloopers. I like that one. Yeah, Hickenloopers is good. Yeah, I, th- um, I I think that's cool. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the purple, but aside from that, I think it's... um. Yeah, that, that would look good. nice if it was red. But maybe he's trying to pull off the moderate purple. Yeah, or or even like a darker shade of purple. Yeah. Like like an almost, almost um like gray. Um, what about Kamala Harris for the people? I don't like how the for the people is the same size. I kind of like it. I don't know. I, I I could see people not liking it, but it kind of harkens back to a lot of the like black protest. So um, not like in the civil rights era, but like the era afterward, like the Black Panther oh, era. Oh, I see that now. Well, <laughs> uninformed. <laughs> um. Gravel 2020 is obviously not very good. <laughs> What's the A? It's a teeny, teeny flag. <laughs> Why? Who, who's ever decision was that should be fired? Yeah, I, I know. Um, Don't like Gillibrand. Not the best. I feel like black doesn't send a good message. Yeah, agreed. Gillibrand reminds me of like a, like a 2008 emo band. It lo- yeah, yeah, it, it, that looks terrible. Yeah. I think she's trying to appeal to like um, the feminine side, or the women's votes. That's why she has the pink. But like, first of all, it's a dark pink that doesn't look very good. I think the black background also, while it's trying to show strength, just shows emo. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it does. It really yeah. does. That might be one of the worst logos for as like if you calculate the ratio of like how big of a candidate candidate they are with like how good their logo is. I think that's one of the worst ones. Yeah. Right. Like it's okay for Inslee not to have a good logo. He's not. He's nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not going to be anybody. Um, I think Hickenlooper probably has the best logo for how bad or how like low of oh, chances. Yeah. So like, okay, let's let's put on one axis chances of winning, and the other axis you have how um, good their logo is. So like Hickenlooper has a really low chance of winning, but a really nice logo. Yeah. Yeah. He's very. Whoever high. has the biggest spread. Oh, I also wanted to say, you know what Wayne Messam's logo is like for me? What? It's like Bush League. You know, oh, just yeah. just real, real like amateur, like mm-hmm. like he, that's a great mayoral logo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you're running for president, yeah. man. No, what about Tulsi? Hers is just kind of basic. It's, it's fine. all right. I like that one. Yeah. It's got a good font. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, Delaney is like really, right. really. Indic- it, it's like two, real 2008. It's just Obama. Say, it seems familiar. Yeah, yeah, y- y- yeah. That's like Obama's logo with the one with the little swoosh thing. Yeah, it is. Um. Castro, I mean, he's really want to emphasize the A. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. he's trying to like play toward the Hispanic vote because he has the little um, accent accent. on the A, and he really highlights the fact that his name is foreign. It it's actually a nice logo though. Yeah, I think it looks good. Pete's is kind of cool. Yeah, I think um, Mayor Pete has a good logo. It reminds me of Levi Jeans. Smart that he didn't do Buttigieg twenty (laughs) twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I think that's good. I think I think it's like very. Uh, it's like Wrangler a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's like. It's like kind of old, <laughs> horrible. It's old but kind of new at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Cory Booker's. 
really, really sticks yeah, out. This could be a good bumper crowd. sticker. Yeah. yeah, this would be a great bumper sticker. I think Corey also is competing for like how low his odds are of winning, how good his like logo is. Yeah. I I oh, actually just turned fifty. <laughs> I actually don't like Biden's. I explain. I I don't like the fact that it doesn't have a four for the president. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I think the I think it's good. I I it reminds me a lot of Hillary's, which I was never a big fan of. What was Hil- Hillary's? I'm with her. Um. No, it was um. Well, one of hers was the H with the arrow in it. That was one oh, of the yeah, logos. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but so it reminds me a little bit of that, just with the same colors. But it just, I I don't really understand why there's the three lines, unless for the E, unless that's supposed to be a flag. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a flag. Yeah, I don't I, know. I think the it's interesting that he puts. I mean, the word Biden is really huge to make him seem like a really big player, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and the font is like very friendly, but at the same time, like the thickness and boldness of it. Yeah. Also kind of invokes like a little bit of strength. It's like kind of how he has to balance that like appeal mm-hmm. to like be friendly, but at the same time, like be strong, you know? Yeah. I love how much you get to read into this. And it's all nonsense. Yeah. Well, well I mean, pe- pe- people were paid a lot of money to design these things for, for these exact reasons. That's why it's so funny when it's bad. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> you know, they just spent millions. <laughs> Poor guy. I'm going to look up Biden's logo in 88. Inslee had a CNN town hall, though. Yeah, everyone and their mom had a CNN town hall. <laughs> no, not not um, Wayne. <laughs> not yet. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think that was a fun little exercise. Do you want to take a quick, quick break, and then we'll be right back? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Cool. We'll be right back, folks. All right. <laughs> 